for a time, I suppose. Welcome to Watchmen Minute, where we're discussing the 2009 Zack Snyder film Watchmen, one minute at a time. I'm Eric Nash from the upcoming Almost Famous Minute. I'm Travis Bowe from the Real Comic Heroes podcast. And I'm Jake from the Dark Knight Minute, release the Snyder Cut. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, welcome, Jake. How you doing? Oh, not too shabby. Just, you know, like any person this time of year, getting over being cold and getting over having a cold. Oh, yeah. I'm here. Yeah, other than that, not too bad. Always ready to talk some superheroes. Good, good. Yeah, all right. You got got a lot of history with that. Well, just a little bit. Probably talk about that a little bit later. Just like saying, just talking Batman three days a week with my compatriots talking about Christopher Nolan's Batman instead of Ben Affleck's Batman, which I hear he's quite happy to be done with. (laughs) Very recent news to us here at the time of recording, but. But uh, anyway, uh, this is uh, Wednesday here with uh, Jake on Minute 158, and it starts with Rorschach sneaking and ends with Ozymandias lifting up the comedian. Indeed. I wonder if, you know, Rorschach just needed softer shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of one of my first things, too, is just how loud uh, he is in this minute. It just it feels so weird to me. I know. I feel like he needs to take a page out of Black Panther and put on those sneakers. Mm, yeah. That, you know, that don't make sound. Because, like, you figured, like, he's a detective he should be used to be and kind of, like, sneaking around and being quiet. But, like, it is the winter, so he probably needed less sneaking shoes and more, like, not get frostbite shoes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because last minute he talks about how they'll only get one chance at this. So his plan is to rush Adrian from behind while Dan is like 20 feet away doing what, you know, blocking the exit. <laughs> well, like, I think Rorschach decides to rush him because yeah. because Adrian seems it seems like he's turning off set in segments. The yeah. TVs. Yeah. It looks like it's starting from the outside and kind of moving yeah. its way mm-hmm. in. And then like right when Rorschach jumps at him, the last two columns in the middle turn off and that's yeah. when he jumps up and Rorschach gets a, a face full of TV. Yeah. It, it just bugs me. The, the Because they know that they're they're not a match for him one at a time to attack him one at a time or, you know, uh-huh. just for Rorschach just to be the one to say we only get one chance and then for him to be you know, for their attack not to be coordinated, I guess is what bothers me. It, it reminds it's a it's Attack of the Clones all over again. Well, I would say it's just Obi Wan says. I'm sorry, I was thinking like when Obi Wan says, you know, we'll take them together, and Adrian, uh, Adrian, uh, Anakin rushes in saying, "I'll take him myself," and gets his arm cut off for it. So, <laughs> well, I feel like it's like very Justice League esque, where it's like you have the whole Justice League versus Superman, and it just oh, doesn't sure. it just doesn't go well because I feel like. Kind of in the Watchmen universe, he's kind of like your Superman. Kind of like he's super strong, faster, and, you know, very intelligent. But Yeah. And, you know, I would say not invulnerable, but, like, pretty close to it. And so, you know, maybe he has sensitive hearing and he already knew because, like, when Roshrek, you know, goes up to kick him from behind, like, he automatically reacts or hears it or just knows him so well that he just kind of maybe guessed. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I would, I would, it would make sense that he would kind of have more, more than, the, than these abilities, or maybe he just kind of um, trained himself in it. But yeah, I feel bad for Rorschach because he's kind of just 
Besides getting hit in the face with the TV, he then gets kicked in the face. Mm, yeah, yeah. An expensive dental bill. <laughs> I did notice that... Um, where did it go? Oh, the last images I can make out on the TV screens before they all get turned off, I suppose. Um, Eric, there are, there's one screen with three very distinct blue podiums, which I think you could probably guess what those are from. Three very distinct what? Podiums. Blue podiums. Blue podiums. Yeah. From a game show. Oh, okay. Jeopardy. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Um, and then the very last screen we see is another shot of Mel Gibson in The Road Warrior. Um, and that's right as he uh, as Rorschach is um, rushing him and, and Adrian does his his big uh, leap. I was uh, curious about this leap that, that Adrian does. Um, so I looked up like vertical leap records or I forget how I searched it. And I found there is a... Uh, Canadian Evan Unger holds the Guinness World Record for a standing vertical leap. And so it's basically, it's a vertical leap with zero run-up. So their feet have to be planted, you know, firmly on the ground. They're able to, you know, squat and get as much of a a spring, you know, up as, as they can, but their feet can't move once they're planted. And his jump was... Five point three feet directly in the air, where he goes from a a flat position on the floor and jumps up and lands on like a platform. So they, I think they measure the platform. Mm. You know, they add to it incrementally so they can try to increase his uh, his potential jump. So I th- I kind of buy what Adrian does here because you know we know that Rorschach is like five foot something. Mm-hmm. But he's not. He doesn't have to clear Rorschach's full height because Rorschach right. is coming in like perpendicular to Adrian. So, um, yeah, I would say that Ozymandias probably easily jumps, you know, five feet in the air. But the only mythbustery part here for me is that Adrian may only squat down like I don't know yeah. six to nine inches before making this leap, whereas the Evan, the guy in the video. You know, he squats so that his his butt is parallel with his knees before springing oh. back up. So, But we do know that, yeah, Ozymandias is a Olympian-level athlete, so it may not he it may not require as much of a energy, I suppose, to uh, pull off something like this. I could see that because it like it yeah. doesn't feel like he, he's jumping high enough, but still, I would still he's I would say he's about that five feet in the air, and, and then immediately. You know, he lands on his feet, turns around, and looks at Night Owl, and then Night Owl pulls out his his has his his phaser set to kill. <laughs> yeah, and Osmantius throws the chair at him, and you know it hits Night Owl yeah. right in the face. Yeah, there's uh, a so, last minute or maybe a minute before we got a little bit of a look at the chair, and I was trying to get a look at the back of the chair because I thought they had like these H.R. Giger esque skeletons on the back but then we see the chair get thrown here and there's a little bit of a glimpse of the back and they're really just four shapes with these big round tops on them that they might have some significance in egyptian culture but uh, they're definitely not uh skeletons like i thought they might have been and uh at one point i definitely saw a lion head roll by as the chair smashed apart so i think the uh where your the armrests basically have lion faces Mm. Uh, as part of the decor. And I think 
the the feet of the chair are kind of like lion paws or claws or mm-hmm. whatever. So it has a lion Egyptian theme to it. So going back just a little bit uh, to the to the jump, the the my one big note for that was the uh, sound effect that happens this whoosh, and then how the the this really uh, the scored music I believe by Tyler Bates. Uh, you know, unless you have anything else on that, Travis, it's, it's but it's really just this really great fight music that's you know dun da 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 da. da you know, it's yeah. got this. You know, uh, feel to it. It really gives off the vibe of oh, this is this is definitely going. This is definitely a a big fight for the mm-hmm. whole whole movie, really. Yeah, I like the music too. It's got a lot of like loud, brassy horns at various points. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, the I had a, f- a couple thoughts on the fight. Like I think back to the fight with comedian at the beginning. Uh, between yeah. Adrian here and the comedian. And I think that fight worked so well because of how close everything was. Um, it felt more uh, personal, more savage, I think. Mm-hmm. And here, I don't know if it's just too spread out. And it, I think it relies on the the fake superpowers a bit too much and these big leaps that, you know... Ozymandias is able to make, you know, where he he jumps towards Night Owl and and easily yeah. jumps like fifteen feet or something. Like for me, it just feels a little too uh, stunt performers on wires, maybe. So I don't love that. But the stuff I do love is Adrian's kick to Rorschach's mask, causing mm-hmm. the ink blots to scatter, which I just think is perfect. Yeah, I definitely thought about how you were just talking about, uh, or, or maybe it was the guest, um, the, the when they're coming in from the cold and oh yeah yeah, you know how that didn't seem to have an effect on the mask, but right. this this shirt this is an outside force <laughs> that does, yeah. Versus generally, what changes the mask is what <laughs> what he's feeling and thinking and what have you. It's yeah. what's going on with his. I thought maybe that came straight from the book, but it doesn't. It's uh, it's good on on uh, Snyder and his team for adding the the kick to the face with the mask reacting. Yeah, what he's feeling is like I think I just lost the whole right side of the teeth in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get a good dentist there because seriously, because like he, because in any reality, like it. You know, I know it's a comic book movie. If that was really to happen, Rorschach would be dead. His neck would be broken. Hmm. Well, yeah, but, possibly. Yeah, but he gets up like nothing really happened. It's like he's shooken right. up for a little bit. He gets up, puts his hat back on. It's like mm-hmm. I'm ready to go again. Yeah. The yeah. Fi- yeah, the fight is a little bit spread out. You kind of want something like a little bit more. Of course, I would say close quarter combat. But like when we think about it, um, with Osmantius being so much more stronger and faster than they are, he goes to them instead of them coming to him, basically. And yeah. I could see that like with with any real fight where they're being so much faster and. You know, he takes down one and then takes down the other because Night Owl has a laser gun. And I'm guessing that's why Osmantius throws the chair because maybe that would actually kill him. And that's why he jumps on it and smashes it. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the laser well, weapon. That, that was a note I had, yeah, too, probably. was that, yeah. you know, was Dan expecting Adrian to be throwing that chair or doing something? I mean, you know, he's getting the, out the laser device. And is he going really going to be using that against Adrian? I mean, that, that'd be very lethal. Yeah, that on that side of things. Yeah, well, I figure um, if you're going to bring one, at least I would always bring a backup. You never know when the batteries aren't charged. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or it'll be crushed underneath your opponent's big jump. And yeah, yeah, crushing it. Yeah, because like 
you know, I guess he just wasn't, I'm just guessing Night Owl wasn't a Boy Scout. He just wasn't always prepared. Yeah. Hmm. You know, because they're both getting pretty much manhandled right now, thrown sure. around. And then there's a brief conversation in the middle of the fight. <laughs> yeah. I love the uh, the choke slam that Adrian puts on Night Owl. Uh, are you guys, either of you guys fans of uh, wrestling? Mm. I am. Just, just oh, okay. a little bit when I was a kid. Sure, sure. Um, I looked. I just looked up like a choke slam, just in terms of wrestling, and I, I guess it's it's believed that um, a wrestler named Al Poling, aka Nine One One, from the ECW, which is the Extreme Championship Wrestling, uh, he's believed to invented the move and and often used it during uh, his time with the ECW between 1994 and 96. And then the move was probably best known as a finishing move for wrestlers such as The Big Show, Kane, and The Undertaker. I, I don't watch any wrestling. I did as a teenager, so I definitely remember it being used by people like The Undertaker. But yeah. I thought maybe he was the one that, you know, invented it. But but it's a it's well used here. I, I love how uh, he gets slammed down on that uh, yeah. part of the steps. It's a great way to great use of the the room itself to throw these guys around yeah night owl's pain is ascending right now mm-hmm. both literally and figuratively <laughs> yeah you mentioned the fight kind of being broken up by these little sections of talking which i i really like too i know because what's what's a fight scene without a good set of banter right because like i it's the trope in any movie that yeah unless it's like an actual like fight like where you're watching like Rocky, it's broke. Even that's broken up by the in corner talking, but like most fight scenes, you see there's at least a little bit of banter. Like you know, there's a fight scene. Stop for some banter and more fighting. Stop for some banter until the fights end. You know, until the fight's over. And yeah. It's like even if you look in like more recent movies, like John Wick movies, there's fights. They talk and then they fight and then John Wick kills them with a pencil. <laughs> but like yeah, that that choke slam was. Like, it's funny because he was holding his hand or at least his wrist at the same time. Mm. It's like, I'm going to hold this one just in case you try to grab me or something. It's just a little funny. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, Osmodeus stops. Gentlemen, welcome. Yeah. And it's like, I think it's just funny because like the, it's like, I think it's Rorschach. Adrian, we know everything. He's being tattled on to mom and dad. (laughs) We know everything. You're in such trouble, mister. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I, I'd like that Adrian's response is just, you know, then what's there to discuss? Like, I, I like the or way he's Dan. being, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like that he's just so nonchalant about all of this. Um, and I'm glad they didn't spend even one second try on him trying to deny anything. Like, huh. you know, it's just, he's being completely genuine. I think about, about not understanding why they feel the need to, to stop him. Well, you know, if if you know, he's completely committed to his plan. Yeah, so. like with most villains, like they're always going to be committed. Like you kind of like into like a little bit older movies, you know, with the bad guy going into discussing the whole idea and why he's doing it, which they kind of does a little bit later. Sure. Um, I think like just in this moment, it's it's kind of nice. Like yes, he explains a little bit of it, but it's not like he has to go back and rehash everything. It's like. All right, well, let's fight then. It's like it, there's, you know, no fuss, no muss. It's just like let's right. just get down to business and and then the fight. And then you know, 
then we get a random, you know, Rorschach finally standing back up and, or at least mm-hmm. putting his hat back on, getting yeah. it set. And, and then, you know, you killed the comedian. Then we get a little bit of a flashback. Yeah. Yeah. I like, uh, when Adrian says Blake figured it out first, his, uh, He's he's very loose with his German accent here. Like it's really yeah. <laughs> um, starting to show a lot more. I noticed that. You got to wonder how many times they did this. I I wonder if mm. you know whether you're American, British, or any other nationality in acting that probably slips out every once in a while when you're tired and you've been on wires for I don't know how many hours well, or days. Uh, it's yeah, it's impressive to me that it's, you know, because I think he's Irish, but he's putting on the accent as if it's he's an American who has a German accent sometimes. <laughs> so it's like multi-layered, and I like that he, as this late in the movie, Adrian is is kind of getting rid of his American accent and starting to have more of a German accent. I kind of like that. So it's always the Germans is what you're saying? Yeah, basically. It kind of just, the minute ends just as you see as a f- someone lifting someone up. You see a little bit of his face and then the minute ends right there. And yeah. it's just like, yeah. it's a, it like, I love these kind of minutes. Like, cause like, you know, the whole movie's really great, but like these last few minutes of the fight scene, it's the, you know, the crescendo of pretty much everything that's going on. Yeah. And then yes, there's stuff that comes after and like a little explanation, but like, this is kind of like the high point of the movie. Mm, yeah at least for me yeah definitely hitting the, the climax here this uh i think mostly i mean a lot this week and next week certainly will be a big uh some big minutes right and, and my last note was that you know and you, you were just re- referencing it but the, the this flashback that we just see the very first very start of it it goes on a little bit longer than i minute i think but um and then if it it's that we haven't i don't feel it feels like we haven't had a flashback for a little while and i mean that that i think that makes sense with the with it being like you're just saying the climax you know it's the yeah you know you needed that time where we we just needed some pretty straight storytelling of Mm. you know chronologically going forward well i like that we'll get this flashback that is slightly different than what we saw before you know so we're gonna learn that it was Adrian that is the one lifting up the comedian. So that's a nice nice way to do flashbacks, I think. I think to add information uh, later in the movie uh-huh. is, is better than just showing the same thing, even if it had just voiceover. So, yeah, I like the way it works here. Like this, like, like we talked about this being the climax and, in in, like I said, the fulcrum and, like, the focal point of, of, of really what this whole – part about is go, you know this whole movie is about because there's comedian died and now they're they know who and now they're actually confronting their the the killer and you know he's giving you know like i said explanation but it's like this is what's really what's kind of changing and what's going on and i just kind of feel bad for for night owl and norshack because they really are just getting handled at this moment sure because like even though they're supposed to be you know heroes like mm, yeah i feel like um Osmodius is like the only one that's really stayed up to snuff on his, and well, Rorschach has too, but like, even then he's gotten older and Osmodius really hasn't aged a whole lot since they retired. Yeah. Cause we, we talked about like, you know, he's an Olympic athlete and so he's used to moving faster, but it really is a one-sided fight at this moment. Like I said, I, I, oh, yeah. and I liken yeah. it to like Superman. Cause like when all the other Justice League are fighting him, there's like not a whole lot going on. He's basically just, so you see a lot of, 
very simple because you know Snyder did both movies, but like it's just like it's the same basic concept for it, at least in terms of yeah. fighting and everything. Well, cool. Um, why don't we um, go into uh, Jake? You know, tell us all about uh, Dark Knight Minute and and what you guys are all about. Yeah, very similar to a character in this movie, Night Owl, who's a smart guy, likes to dress up as a creature that flies and in the night and take down bad guys with various gadgets. We talk, you know, Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy. We wrapped up um, Batman Begins, and we are currently in the works of starting The Dark Knight, which is in a lot of people's most favorite. Um, you know, because some people are torn between the first one and the second one. Some people really like the third one. But for me, this um, we're going to be start talking about, you know, Batman, the Joker, and, and everything that lies therein before we get to Talia and her daddy issues. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have friends that... Uh that uh, really aren't into the whole superhero stuff. And they've shown a little interest here and there, like say like with Thor out of the whole Marvel yeah. stuff that, you know, all like, Oh, Thor is probably the one I'd probably like to see. And, but then, but then some friends that, you know, they've seen the dark Knight, thankfully. And they go, Oh my gosh, that was so good. Sure. <laughs> was an excellent movie. So I can't wait to hear that for you guys. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, where can uh, people find you on uh, social media and, you can find us at the League of Listeners on the Facebook and at the Twitter at Dark Knight Min. If you're ever feeling like you want to talk Batman, come shout at us. Maybe not literally, but, you know, on, on the <laughs> social medias. Because if people just randomly started shouting at me at the street, oh, I love Batman, I'd be like, cool. I love <laughs> yeah. it too, but that's your passion's a little bit more than mine. <laughs> but, yeah, you can find us there. Um, and then... Find us on guesting on other various podcasts as we like to like to do because we we're all we're all bunch of, we're all bun- yeah we're all bunch of nerds and we all love a lot of the same movies yeah yeah well cool okay so um, you'll be able to be back with us tomorrow Jake you think um yeah unless something goes on in Gotham and I have to like technically go leave yeah. and. Probably find someone's dead body. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I, I hope not. You know, with this winter that we're having, there's already enough frozen bodies, which is sad. But, you know, stay warm out there. Dress appropriately. Yeah. And oh yeah, when in doubt, listen to podcasts. Okay. Well, thanks so much, man. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Um, so this has been Minute 158. We'll be back tomorrow for 159. Until then, who watches The Watchmen? We, we do. We do. Watchmen are over.